Why don't we do it in the road? Why don't we do it in the road? What was he talking about when he said do it? Do it in the road. What is it? What is it? That's a Faith Faith No More song, right? Where he just goes, what is it? Anyway, uh, hey everybody, it is me. I'm a boy. Stu Lancaster. Uh, it is Monday the 3rd of May. How was your weekend? Was it good? Mine was good. I picked up some root beer. Currently drinking Death Valley root beer. The taste of the old West. Having myself some sarsaparilla. I came into town after I was fucking sifting for gold. And it's uh, not too shabby. Not too shabby. I want to say this. Before I forget, first and foremost, thank you guys for listening. I don't know why the fuck you do, but you do. Thank you for listening. Um, I don't really, I don't try to get political, but I do. I don't try to get socially conscious, but I do. It just happens. It's who I am. It's uh, what goes on in our lives. We're surrounded by it. And sometimes... <clears throat> You just got to talk about it. My favorite podcast. You guys know it. The Dan Levitard Show. You're like, Stu, that's a dumb sports talk show. <clears throat> you are 100% correct. It is a dumb sports talk show. But they focus on a lot of social issues as well, too. And I fucking love it when they talk less sports, more social justice, more comedy, more humor, and they're really fucking good at it. And today, today, uh, they had a real phenomenal hour. I don't know if you listened to it. If you've never listened to it, highly recommend it. If nothing else, go listen to today's podcast. That is May 3rd. Listen to hour two. It used to be a radio show on ESPN, and they got fired, and now they're just doing their own thing. And it's, So they do the podcast in a very similar style as to what the radio show was. So they break it up into these different hours. Uh, they're based out of Miami, so they'd have the local hour where they talk about a lot of Miami shit. And they just kind of go through things. So hour two. Go listen to hour two. They started off with this guy. He was a professional basketball player. His name was uh, John Amici. And John, very smart man. And he was he's African-American. Well, he's not even African-American. He's, he's African-English. He's from England. John was talking about white privilege. And he broke it down very succinctly for people to understand. And if you don't believe in white privilege, listen to what John has to say. He breaks it down for you. Even if you're a poor white man, he breaks it down for you to go, oh, fuck. 
that's white privilege? It has nothing to do with money. It has nothing really to do with power. Go listen to it. It's great. It was great. It would have been great radio. And it was great podcasting. And it makes me fucking ashamed that I do the same bullshit. I'm not nearly as fucking good as what they do. Fuck, I'm not as good as uh, about 99% of the people podcasting. Go listen to it. Hour two, it's called Hour Two, Weekend Observations and Closing the Loop. Go do it. Ah, uh, what happened today? What happened today? I was a bag of dibbing dots. I'm 100% worm free. Thank you very much. I talked about all the issues uh, on the Patreon this week. Uh, I got a text from uh, the chick in charge asking me to come back. And I was like, no. Too many problems occurred that should not have occurred. And will only continue to occur. Uh, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. And uh, there will be no shame on me when it's concerning that. It was a well-paying job. There were some good perks to it. But um, when, when there's uh, safety risks involved and just dumb nonsense involved, they, they can all go fuck themselves. So, uh Hopefully they fucking pay me for the two weeks that I fucking worked for them. If they didn't, I can always go back to their warehouse and um, burn the motherfucker down. (laughs) So watch the fucking warehouse burns down in the next month. And some of you motherfuckers will rat me out. (laughs) It wasn't me. God damn it. I'm not going to go burn down their place. I'll just smash windows, <laughs> slash tires. Ah, <laughs> uh, what an awful place to work. So, Dim and Dots, very comfortable for me. I had a nice little conversation with my boss this morning. And I told him, I said, I like this job because I do. I cannot lie to you, everybody. I like working for Dip and Dots. I, uh, it's a simple job. It's not very hard. It can be very time consuming, but I fucking like it. No one's over my goddamn shoulder. I can listen to all the fucking podcasts I want. I'm in and out with people. So there's not a lot of interaction with people, but the hours are, are very inconsistent and the pay isn't the greatest. So it's just one of those fucking things. And you know, I talked about, he wants me to come back. He would prefer me to stay. I wouldn't mind it, but fuck, give me a fucking livable wage. It's weird to me when people talk about $15 an hour is a livable wage, is it? Is it? Do you want to work for $15 an hour? If you make more than $15 an hour, do you want to make $15 an hour? Is that a livable wage? Could you live on it? And I do what I can. I do what I fucking can. 
So, uh, he had me go, I had to go to a school, and then he had me go to a, uh, campground where we were dropping off a freezer and he wanted to meet me there later. He had a meeting and he's like, I will meet you down there. And I mean, there was a good 90 minutes of me just killing time. And you guys know me. I fucking, uh, love killing time. So, uh, in, in the time between I delivered the stuff at the school and went to the campground, I found myself not one, but two fucking Goodwills to go to. So I wandered into the Goodwills and I found a whole slew of books. God damn. I found some good books. I found a book by Chris Gethard, comedian who I love a whole lot. Holly Madison, one of the chicks who was the, uh, girlfriend of Hugh Hefner at the end. I found two John Grisham books and I found the uh, memoir by Steven Tyler, the lead singer of Aerosmith. I found a book called You and Me by Paget Powell. I don't know, it just looked interesting. I bought a Frederick Nietzsche book. Fuck, dude. I'm fucking smart. I read Nietzsche. And then I found a DVD, which I will explain in a moment, but if I, I got the Steven Tyler one. I have seen Aerosmith a couple times in concert. I mean, the last time was fucking like 30 years ago. So I guess Aerosmith was still good back then. hey But the first time I saw Aerosmith was way back in, I don't know, fucking 1987-88 at the Buffalo Memorial Auditorium, the odd, Just a fucking concrete mass. That's all it fucking was. It's where the Buffalo Sabres played. The Buffalo Braves played there when they were fucking still in Buffalo. They eventually became the San Diego Clippers, which eventually became the Los Angeles Clippers. This massive fucking concrete ugly structure but uh, I went to go see Aerosmith there and went with a whole bunch of people right a whole bunch of people and, and uh, one of my buddies uh, Chris was with us and uh, Chris Chris was kind of one of the oddballs of the group he was a little different than the rest of us right a little different a little wild a little whatever and, uh, you know, we all had our tickets. There were, I don't know, th- two groups of us, probably like eight of us all together. And we, you know, four were sitting in one spot, four in the other. We were down on the floor because we, we used to camp out for tickets. You would camp out so you could be like the first in line to buy tickets. You know, this was before scalpers and shit, before people could buy like 100 tickets online with the click of a button. So you could get good seats if you just were fucking dedicated to the cause. And hell, fucking sleeping out for tickets was you know, half of the fun. So we're down on the floor. And uh, Chris was not in our group. He was in the other group. But before we get in, we're in line. And Chris looks over to the side. 
and he sees this group of characters kind of like in the fucking bushes, in, in the trees. And they were over there fucking, God knows what they were doing, smoking some doobs. They were over there smoking doobs. <laughs> Whatever. They were doing something illegal. And Chris goes, I'm going to go over there and see what they're doing. I'm going to go smoke some doobs. And none of us in the part in, in the groups were like, yeah, let's smoke doobs. None of us were doob smokers. At least not at that time. So Chris wanders over there to go smoke doobs. <laughs> go smoke doobs. And we're, we're all going in. The line is moving. We're going in. And he's still over there smoking doobs. And we're all like, all right, fuck him, man. He's got his ticket. He knows where we, we're supposed to be. He's a grown-ass man. Or at least 17, 18, if that's a grown-ass man. So we all go in. We're at our seats. And, you know, it's one of those things, too. People used to stand on their seats to see more to see the stage better because you're down on the fucking floor and if you're kind of in the back you can't see a ton so you know we're all just checking our seats staying on looking around whatever you know and this is a good half hour after we get in and chris finally shows up right he shows up and he is f- fucked up he is three sheets to the wind or whatever right he is not himself we're like what the hell so he wasn't in my group. He was in the other group. But then he just wanders off again. We're all like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? He wanders off again. And I go back to my seat. And, uh, you know, the show's getting ready to start. And, God, I can't remember who, but someone from the other group comes over. He's like, hey, man, Chris is back. And he's fucked up. So I go over there and he is um he is passed out on the floor. The show hasn't even started yet and he is passed out gone. So I don't know why uh apparently you can't be there if you're fucking passed out on the floor. Security doesn't like that shit for some reason. So they they called the ambulance and they took him away by stretcher. And this is, again, like I said, this is all before the show even started, before the opening act even showed up. I can't even remember who the opening act was at that stage of the game. It was the permanent vacation tour for Aerosmith. Uh, that, was, that was a good show. We all stuck around. All of us were like, fuck him. He made choices. He can live with the consequences of his choices. So, uh, yeah, so when I got home, Get, remind everybody, this is pre-cell phone, pre-computers, pre-all that shit. I get home, and, uh, you know, I don't know, it's midnight, something. You know, it's not crazy hours. I didn't, when I was in high school, I was a relatively decent kid. I didn't get in trouble or nothing. And my mom is awake or whatever, and she hears me come in the house. I just try to be quiet. She calls me into her room. Heard my dad, and she was like, "What happened to Chris?" I'm like, "I don't know. He smoked some doobs, <laughs> and they took him away. I don't know. What do you want me to tell you?" 
All very weird. All very weird. The second time I saw him was like my senior year of college for the uh, jump tour. I saw them on a uh, four band uh, show. It was the Black Crows, Warrant, Metallica, and Aerosmith. What a fucking odd group of bands, right? Like you wouldn't think any of those bands would want anything to do with one another, but it was at an outdoor uh, baseball stadium in Rochester, New York, and uh, it was a shit ton of fun. It rained, so technically I never saw Warrant because it rained when Warrant was supposed to be on, and by the time it kind of stopped raining, they were like, ah, if we want the show to go on, you know, they had to have a certain curfew. They had to be done by X time. So Warren's like, we'll just bow out, let Metallica and Aerosmith go, which I'm, like, grateful for. And I remember during Metallica, Metallica fans are lunatics. So this is 91, 92. I guess it's the summer of 91, right before my senior year. And they, uh, Metallica fans, during one of the songs, I can't remember, they, like, bum-rush the stage... And then when they got to the stage, they would run back to the end of the field. So it was a lot of coming and going. Not It wasn't like a mosh pit. It was just very odd. And I had no clue what was going on. The two dudes I was with had no fucking clue what was going on. And somehow we got connected to this couple, this dude and his girlfriend. And the girlfriend was very small. And we didn't know what was happening all we knew was like that people were going to get fucking trampled. So we just kind of formed a circle around the girl to make sure that she did not get trampled upon. Even though we didn't know the dude or her. It was just one of those things like, what the fuck is going on here? Very weird. I still have the t-shirt from that, uh, from that tour as well. It's a tie-dye t-shirt. And it's got the Aerosmith like logo with the wings. And then on the back, it has kind of like a demonic flying monkey. And, you know, it's a, it was a cool shirt. I liked it a whole lot, clearly, because I still own it. And uh, I remember when I used to wear it. I, I can't tell you the last time I wore it. But, you know, when I first got it, I would wear it a lot. People would used to ask me if I was like a Satanist. <laughs> Because of the fucking monkey on the back. I'm like, this is an Aerosmith t-shirt. What are you fucking talking about, Satanist? It's a dumb flying fucking monkey. I know it looks evil, but so do the fucking flying monkeys from the Wizard of Oz. Get the fuck out of here with this shit. So looking forward to reading all those books. Hopefully they're fucking good. But the DVD that I purchased was something I had never seen before. I was like, what the fuck? And it's called Done the Impossible. The Fan's Tale of Firefly and Serenity. And for those who don't know, uh, Firefly was the name of the TV show and Serenity was the movie. It was this show created by uh, Joss Whedon, who you might know him from The Avengers. And unfortunately, lately, there's been a lot of uh, sexual misconduct allegations against him, which you just like, God damn it. Because I've loved... Everything that he has done, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Angel, I really don't think he's had too many misses. A lot of things haven't been 
terribly successful commercially, but I just love like his style and everything else. And then to hear like all of these women kind of come forth and go, yeah, he fucking did some shit. I'm like, ah, fuck be dead. He did. But, um, the television show did not, it only lasted a season. And then the movie was phenomenal too. And it's really just about how fans take a liking to a show and then kind of create it, give it the opportunity to do more. And uh, that's what happened. That's why it got turned into the movie Serenity. I would, again, I would recommend uh, both Firefly, the television show, and Serenity, the movie. I would watch the television show first. You don't have to watch the movie. But uh, it just gives you a better idea of who these characters are. It's just great. It has that guy, Nathan Fillion, uh, plays like the main character. He's in it. Alan Tudyk is in it. Um, James Baldwin is in it. So, you know, there's some relatively famous people. Not super famous, relatively famous. So uh, I felt fortunate that I found it. (gasps) Never seen it before. Never even heard of it before. Good shit. Good good shit. Good shit. I also had to wander into a Walmart today, not by choice, but because I really had to go pee. And all of these fast food restaurants in the area all have their lobby closed. So I'm like, all right, Walmart has a bathroom. I will wander in there, and I wander in there, and I go into the bathroom. And as I'm leaving the bathroom, this old man shuffles in. You know how old men don't really walk anymore their feet don't leave the fucking ground it's just uh shoe leather creating fiction or friction against the floor i mean that's what this guy was fucking doing right it's just you just hear like sandpaper moving and he comes in and he eyeballs me i was like i'm not gonna fucking back down from old shuffling man so i was like hey man how's it going and he's like, good. I'm like, that's good to hear. And he's like, you see me standing here? I'm like, oh, God, where is this fucking going? And I was like, yup. And he's like, I've had five cerebral hemorrhages. And I said, today? And he's like, no, over the years, and the doctors don't understand while I'm still alive. And I'm like, well, good for you for being alive. Hopefully today you don't have number six. And and I and I left because sometimes I just don't know how to end conversations with people, particularly old people, who will want to continue having weird conversations if you stick around long enough. So uh, there you go. I also uh, I also found eleven dollars today. How that everybody? I found eleven dollars in a parking lot. Jamie always gives me shit for finding money in parking lots, but I found eleven dollars, a ten and a one, just fucking right there in the parking lot. There was no other cars around, so I'm like yoinks. So I, and then I went to the gas station, bought a six pack of beer, and then when I, that I used the ten dollars on, and then when I walked out, I found a penny, <laughs> which Jamie would fucking lose her goddamn mind that I picked up a penny 
that she is sure that a homeless man pissed on. Jamie is 100% positive that any change you see on the ground, a homeless person pissed on. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense because homeless people are always looking for change. They're not going to piss on change that they are looking for. But it was a good day. It's a good day, good day, good day, good day. Came home, walked the dogs. It was a good day. Kind of cold, kind of overcast, but it was a good day, good day. Mm. Someone who did not have a good day uh, was this guy down in Texas. Of course it happened in Texas. This happened in Harris County. No fucking clue where that is. But it happened at a restaurant called La Barra. La Barra. And uh, I don't know what this bar is like. To me, it just looks like a fucking chain Mexican restaurant that you'd find in like a strip mall. But, uh, oh, I guess it's near Houston. Harris County is Houston. So, all right, that tells you a lot right there, Houston. So something happened at the restaurant and then people are like, all right, we need to fight. So they're fighting. And uh, one of the guys in the fight said, hey, instead of punching you with my fists, I'm going to rip out my gun and I'm going to just pistol whip you with the gun. So he's beating this guy with the gun. But then as he would suspect, bad things will happen as a result. And sure as shit, uh, it did. Because the gun fired when when he was beating this dude in the face with it. And uh, who did it hit? Did it hit the guy he was beating? No. Did it hit the guy that was doing the beating? No. Instead, it hit Luis Riviera, 24 years old. Apparently, he was the cousin of the guy doing the beating. How about that? Uh, cops know who he is. As of today, it doesn't sound like he's been arrested yet. He will be arrested. Hopefully he's charged with fucking goddamn murder of some kind, right? You can't beat somebody with a gun. Have it go off and kill somebody and not be charged with murder, right? You are probably going to kill the guy with the gun by punching him in the face with it, but instead you kill your cousin because you're a fucking goddamn asshole. And uh, you, you live in Houston, so everybody's an asshole. <laughs> so dumb. Don't ever fucking own a gun, everybody. I swear to God, I could never own a gun. I would fucking kill people. Uh, this is someone who I would like to kill. I don't know if you got any people on your list, like uh, people who uh, really ultimately deserve to fucking die uh, because someone's pistol whipping them and then they fucking accidentally get shot uh, like pedophiles. That That's who they, there's no, uh, what is the word? There's no re- rehabilitation for pedophiles. All there is is surveillance. 
right? A pedophile is a pedophile is a pedophile. And there's no like, hey, I'm no longer a pedophile. It's kind of like if you're an alcoholic, you're an alcoholic. You may just not be drinking, but you're an alcoholic. And it's the same thing with pedophiles. They're still fucking pedophiles. They're just maybe not actively uh, diddling children, all right? And uh, in my brain, I'm okay if uh, all pedophiles are shown the door to the pearly gates. Now, that's not to say that they get into fucking heaven, but they get to look at the door, and then someone flips the switch, and then fucking the trap door opens, and then they fall, and they burn in hell with Art Briles. That's all I'm saying. But there are two fucking scumbags in goddamn Germany. They're not Germans, which shocked me, but they are uh, Bulgarians. Which, uh, I guess Bulgaria is a a new fucking shithole. Well, it's probably not even new. It's probably always been a shithole. But uh, these fucking fuckfaces, uh, 58-year-old man, 50-year-old wife, his wife, they were arrested... As part of uh, an investigation into a criminal organization which trades in newborn babies. It's just kind of disgusting to talk about. What happens is these, these two fuck faces, they get pregnant women from Bulgaria... And then they take them to Greece. I don't know why they take them to Greece. Maybe Greece has really good medical care. Maybe Greece has fucking lax uh, border laws. I don't know. But they take them to goddamn Greece where they have the babies. Then they take the babies. Financially compensate the moms. So the moms are fucking scumbags. I'm sure the moms are fucking addicts of some kind. And then they take these babies and then they sell these babies to other people. Now, I don't know if it's one of these things where they're selling them to fucking uh, rich people who are looking to adopt, looking to uh, skip lines, looking to avoid shit. I mean, who the fuck knows, right? Or are they taking these babies for more nefarious reasons? And that's what I'm afraid of. I'm whenever I hear someone trading babies, I never think, hey, it's a positive thing. These fucking kids are they're gonna go live at Disneyland. It's always like these babies are fucking gonna live a horrific lifestyle. That that's just where I'm at. So these two motherfuckers, um, they they just need to have their heads removed. They need to have their heads removed from their body. And uh, everybody's life will be better. This is the kind of story, though, where it was just very brief. It was a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight sentences. Eight fucking sentences to describe... This incident. Uh, And that disturbs me that it's only eight sentences. Uh, Because, I mean, we'll get like pages of Kardashian shit. Kim Kardashian is wearing a new bikini or something stupid. 
But then here are some fuck faces who are uh, dealing in newborn babies. And they get eight fucking sentences. This is the kind of story that I want to be kept up to date on. I don't know if there's, I don't know how to do that. It's on CNN right now. That's where I found it. But this is the kind of, because I want to know more. I want to know, because clearly there's more involved in this. Clearly there's more people involved. It's not two fuck faces from Bulgaria. There is a much wider evil organization involved, and I want to know who gets caught and who gets their heads lopped off. They all need to have their heads lopped off uh, publicly. They need to bring back this shit. They need to have the guillotine brought back. They're all tried in France. They're all found guilty. You don't even need a fucking judge or jury you just need a fucking executioner and he just gives you the thumbs down he's got the hood on his head uh he's not wearing a shirt because what for whatever fucking reasons executioners never wore shirts they were always kind of like big fat hairy dudes uh wearing the fucking black hood and then they would just fucking uh release the guillotine and uh there'd be one less person walking around that's what I, I need to know. Because I'm the shit's always very disturbing to me. That someone born into this world from day one is fucked. No one should be fucked from day one. Ugh. Bunch of fucking cocksuckers. All right, this is going to be better. This is a better story to me for for numerous reasons. Uh, And everybody here should be feeling good about it. It's about Will Smith. I don't know if you guys saw this or not. Will Smith, you know, very famous uh, actor. Also known for being super in shape. Dude's always got fucking six packs and he's got fucking guns. And a dude's my age. He's a year older, I think. Dude's just like ripped fuck. But he shared a, a snapshot of himself. He's wearing uh, short shorts for whatever reason. He's got on like a fucking uh, track jacket. And he's wearing uh, just fucking house slippers. I don't know. He's outside. The track jacket's open. He doesn't have a shirt on. And as I said, he's wearing like short shorts that John Stockton would wear back in the heyday of basketball. And uh, that's it. And he, uh, he's not been keeping up on shape. He very much looks like a 52-year-old 50, man. And uh, he, you know, he looks okay. And he just wrote, uh, I am in the worst shape of my life. And I can't lie, he he looks like me. <laughs> I mean, that's what I look like. And I, I'm not going to lie, I'm probably in the worst shape of my life right now too, but uh, I've never been in good a shape as Will Smith has. But it's just, you know, hey, yeah, fuck. I'm, I'm, even though I'm an actor and a superstar and whatever, uh, life is still hard for all of us. And fucking the Rona's been shit. 
and uh, everybody was like, "Oh my God, are you? You're still hot, though." Um, and then I I saw some other people go, "His the worst shape of his life is like my goal weight is my goal body," and I'm like, "Yeah, I fucking get it. I get it. I mean, I you know, he's very average looking. He's very average looking." And I think most people do kind of aspire to average. And the older you get, the more you're like, yeah, I just want to be average. I've given up on trying to be ripped. I don't have aspirations of being like ripped middle-aged guy. Sometimes when I see those middle-aged dudes who are just like ripped, particularly the ones who got like fucking the six pack, the stomach. Like I get guys who might have like bigger arms or whatever, but when you have the fucking stomach... It just seems creep. Like you, you're fucking gray-haired, and maybe you got the gray beard, and then you're just jacked. I'm just like, there's something, there's something wrong. You're on the juice or something. I have no aspirations that way. Although I have been thinking of doing this, though, everybody. I have been thinking of fasting. Have any of you guys tried fasting at all? Like the fasting diet? I'm, I'm thinking about it looking into it just to see if it'll make me feel a little better see if i can lose a little of the paunch i think that would be okay i think you know again you know i don't want to do like fucking keto because again i'm not on the fucking i'm off the mammals no no beef no pork and keto is all about fucking meat carnivore you gotta fucking kill everything and eat it. I'm not. I'm not that fucking guy. I'm not that guy. But maybe fasting is a way to do shit. Of some days you just eat what you want, and then other days you fucking you don't eat a ton of anything. If I can do that, it'll help me lose some weight. Fucking more power to me, and more power to that. If it, let me know if any of you guys have tried it. I'm very curious. I'm very curious about the fasting. So, all right, everybody, that's it. Sorry it's short, but that's how it's going today. I thank you guys so much for listening. I feel like I've conned all of you into it. If you've enjoyed this nonsense, you're you're a fucking weirdo, but thank you. Uh, Consider subscribing to the Patreon. I am at the most subscribers to the Patreon that I've ever had. Six. I have six subscribers to the Patreon. So try and help me get to number seven. Someone I'm sure will bail on me, and then I'll have six again. <laughs> but whatever. Please please consider. Do a couple things for me. Uh, go check out Blissful Cravings, Crafts, and Gifts on Facebook. Small businesswoman doing her stuff. She's talented. I've seen it. She's got interesting things that you can follow her, uh, like how, how to like repurpose stuff, reuse stuff. Go follow the page, Blissful Cravings, Crafts, and Gifts. Message her. See what she's got for sale. Buy something from her. Message her if there's something that you want her to make. Maybe she can do it. I don't know. She's a talented lady. Blissful Cravings, Crafts, and Gifts on the facial book. Then check out the whole thing, Donut Shop in Forney, Texas. Fuck, Mark asked me to do something, and I haven't done it. I suck. Sorry, Mark. I'll get on it. Uh, but the whole thing, Donut Shop, Forning, Texas, Gourmet Donut Shop. We all love gourmet. 
whether it's uh, artisan beer, uh, gourmet uh, chocolate, fucking whatever. They make gourmet donuts. So go check them out if you're ever in the Dallas area. The whole thing donut shop. If nothing else, go like their page for me. Then uh, go check out the Sunday Slaw. That is my main man, Adam House, and his paramour, Stephanie Boobs. The two of them, they eat coleslaw. They love coleslaw. They've decided this is the thing that's going to keep our family united. We'll eat coleslaw. And so every Sunday they go eat coleslaw, and then they film themselves eating coleslaw, and then they give you the A or the nay. So go follow them on Facebook. Hit the like button, and then if nothing else, uh, or something you can do is you can recommend to them a good place to get coleslaw. Good places are barbecue joints. I think they're finding that out. Barbecue joints have good coleslaw, so do that. Uh, Then my main man, uh, John B. Midgley. John's a magician. We all love magic. I don't think I've ever met anyone who hates magic. If you hate magic... I'm assuming you're a psychopath has something to do with baby training. That's what I think. But go check out his page, Magic JBM on the facial book. And then you can find out when he's doing shows. He did a Zoom show a couple Sundays ago and uh, all sorts of other good stuff. He's a very talented guy. Go check him out, Magic JBM. Then last but not least, Matt Harper and Mandy Elaine, they do a podcast called... Another episode podcast. That's where they discuss movies that shape their childhood. Every Wednesday, they drop a new episode. This coming Wednesday, the movie Cocktail, that Tom Cruise, Elizabeth Shue classic. I've seen a third to a half of it. And then Hulu said, fuck that shit. We're not showing this shit in May. And so I've been unable to watch the rest of it. So, uh, but go give them a listen every Wednesday. Follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. How about that? So that's it, everybody. That's it. That's the podcast. I love you very much. I will see you tomorrow for the Patreon. Five bucks a month. That's it, everybody. That's one less gourmet donut from the Whole Thing Donut Shop in Forney, Texas. That's what you're doing. All right. We'll see you later. Have a good evening. Okay, bye.